Welcome to Grounding Visions, a podcast from Society of Air, supporting artists, healers, small business owners, and social change makers in sharing their work with the world in a way that feels aligned, authentic, and even enjoyable. Because you have visions that are going places. Welcome to Grounding Visions. I am your host, Holly Hilgenberg of Sting Ghost, artist, community builder, creative communications practitioner, and your guide for this episode. If you like what you hear and are interested in signing up for the Grounding Visions newsletter for more tips and support and sharing your work with the world, and or would like to know more about the offers that I have for supporting you in this work, please visit societyofair.com or follow me on Instagram at society.of.air. Also want to do a shout out to Robust Worlds, Chris Rose for creating our awesome theme music. And let's get into the episode. So I have a confession to make. Today's topic of discussion is actually something that has been holding me back in terms of getting this project out. And that is da 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 perfectionism. So there's many ways in which I have realized that my perfectionist tendencies are showing up in my avoidance of finishing these first episodes and getting them out into the world, even though I've been thinking about them and planning them out and recording them for so long. And there are, like I said, a bunch of reasons, um, I don't like the way my voice sounds, and I've been sick, and I listen to the playback, and I feel like I sound boring, and I'm raising my voice at the end of things, and that makes me sound like too much like a girly girl, which I don't identify with, and I really don't like the fact that as a culture, we criticize women for talking that way and insinuate that they aren't professional or they don't have any value and nothing to share with the world because of the way their voice sounds. And yet, I'm insecure about my voice sounding like that. And I also have a tendency to get a little rambly and I get really in the weeds when I listen to things that I've said and I am trying to nitpick them and edit them in ways to make it as like clear and concise as possible. And this is a direct uh, result from basically being trained in really concise writing in my education, especially around journalism. And while I think there's definitely a function for that, I think that in obsessing about the idea that everything needs to be super concise, super clear all the time, it really takes out a lot of the flavor and beauty that 
can be part of communicating in that way. And it also, again, is really narrow in thinking that only really concise, direct speech is professional and valuable. And then there's also the fact that I am not an audio person. I'm much more comfortable with visuals and graphics, photos, writing, those sorts of things I've been doing for decades. So they come really easy to me. I understand the platforms. I understand how the formulas work. I, I get it. And this is an entirely new thing to me. And even though I'm really lucky in that my partner is a musician and knows all about recording and is helping me with all of this. And in fact, the the music that you hear, uh, he created and it's super beautiful and I love it. So thank you, Chris. And um, but even with that support, I find myself really dragging my heels on finishing up episodes because I don't understand the editing process and I don't feel comfortable with that knowing that it's something that I don't know. And at the same time, if I don't go through and actually learn it and the only way that I can learn it is through doing it, then I never will know how to do it in the first place. So it's only through letting down my need to be in control and be perfect from the get-go that I am able to actually learn and grow. And I think that's a huge theme for when we are talking about the difficulty of being seeped in perfectionism and the expectations of perfectionism. So I have long been a perfectionist. I still remember my mom telling me that my kindergarten teacher had actually told her in parent-teacher conferences to keep an eye on my incessant need of being perfect because it was a little concerning. And through the years, I have gone through different experiences that have made me realize how being perfect or striving to be perfect actually does nothing but hurt me. And it actually prevents me from being able to feel good about myself, feel good about my work, and to actually be effective and efficient in what I'm trying to do when it comes to my work. So I've been really grateful to have gone through different experiences, especially in terms of, for instance, being laid off from two of my office jobs within one month of each other, which really showed me how being, quote, the perfect, unquote, employee didn't really matter to the people that were actually making the decisions about hiring and laying off people. It also um, really opened my eyes working with someone who was really obsessive about being perfect in their own work. And, you know, that really helped me see the ways in which I was obsessing about things and Um, you know, to the point where I wasn't actually able to get 
what I was trying to do out into the world because I was so concerned with it being so perfect. And seeing that from the viewpoint of watching someone else go through that, when I knew that their work was amazing and everything that they worked on so hard was beautiful and worth sharing with people, really, you know, gave me pause and helped me question why I believed that things actually had to be perfect in order to share them with people. And going back to the podcast, I have been really dragging my feet on this project. It's been something that I've been wanting to do for years. Um, This isn't the first podcast that I've thought about doing and of wanted to explore different topics, especially around creativity and alternative living. And it really just came to me that I needed to focus on talking about sharing one's work with the world and promoting it in this framework of being outside of dominator culture and corporate control and examining the different ways in which things like perfectionism really affect us personally when we're working by ourselves or as a small team trying to get our work out into the world, because that really is a function of these gigantic faceless corporations that is not serving us at all. And in fact, Kara Kovacs, who is a business coach who I highly recommend checking her information out and what she has to share, even if you don't think of yourself as a coach, uh, has often shared that her mentor, Trudy LeBron, talks about perfectionism as being a function of white supremacy. In Trudy LeBron's amazing book, The Anti-Racist Business Book, when she's discussing her community agreements, as she calls them, going into the book in the introduction. She talks about how her book isn't the, quote, perfect roadmap to a perfect anti-racist practice, and that there's no such thing. And she goes on to say, perfectionism is a function of whiteness that becomes a distraction to real progress. So think on that a bit. But that's all to say that in many ways, if you have suffered from perfectionist tendencies or if it's still something that you're working through, there's a lot of reasons for that. And in fact, in the past, it likely has served you well. It's protected you. It's helped give you control. Uh, You might have gotten accolades or attention for your perfect work, you know, from as young as being in kindergarten to working in your job as an adult. And I think the place that perfectionism can really hurt us is when it's preventing us from, like I said before, sharing our work with the world. And there are many ways that this shows up. Uh, One of the ways would be, you know, being afraid to share your work until you feel like you are a, quote, expert, unquote. And 
you know, this can really look like you're constantly, you know, feeling like you need to expand your education, take more classes, be in more programs before you start sharing anything about the work that you're doing or want to do with the world. Because until you are an expert, then you feel like you don't necessarily have the capability or the authority to share anything about the work that you want to do, which is a really ass backwards way of thinking about it. Because we're seeped in this culture that is obsessed with experts. And what does that even mean? I don't want to say that people who go through schooling or do their work in a specific field do not have expertise because people definitely do. And at the same time, I think that we need to be really critical of the fact that when you are seeing, quote, an expert, unquote, on let's say, a national news program. There are so many reasons why that person has been picked to be the voice of whatever it is that they're talking about versus someone else. And we see all the time this sort of trope being used to outright lie to people and to assert things that actually aren't true and are really misleading. And yet at the same time, when we're presented with this again and again and again, as being what counts as legit information, that really can seep in that there's this magical idea of there being an expert someone somewhere out there through some sort of magical formula beyond what is necessary to do the work that the person is doing. And that also is functioning to discredit your experience, your knowledge, everything that you've done. And, you know, there's this thing called the Dunning-Kruger effect in which the more that you tend to actually know about something, the more you are aware of how much information is out there and the more likely you are to be, you know, humbled into thinking, I don't know everything and I'm far from an expert. Whether someone who is just starting to learn about something might actually think that they are an expert. And that's something to keep in mind too, you know, when we're talking about things like imposter syndrome and the different ways in which we're keeping ourselves back from sharing what it is that we are here to share with the world because we think that we're not an expert. And until we've achieved that perfect expert status, which there is no expert status, (laughs) unless maybe you are working as a medical doctor and you've gone through the schooling and your residency for that, But most likely, other than getting the certification if you need it for your position, it's all about simply having experience and trying new things and serving more people. And the more that we're able to do that, the more expertise does grow. But the catch-22 about that is until we actually start 
serving people, we can't get that expertise and we can't get that experience. So if we're so scared to share our work and put it out there because we think that people are going to judge us for not knowing everything and not being an expert because you haven't been, you know, serving your community for, let's say, 20 decades or 20 years, 20 decades, you'd be a very old human indeed. Then how are you ever going to grow? And how are you ever going to know the best way to serve people? So that really gets at, I think, a huge part of the problem with perfectionism is this idea that we're supposed to be perfect before we even try. And so that can make it really scary to share your work for the first time, especially when you're just launching, when you're just starting out. And I just really encourage you to be soft with yourself and to know that even if it's not perfect, it is more of a disservice to not put your work out into the world at all, because then you're not going to be serving the people that your work is here to serve. And you're not going to be able to learn and you're not going to be able to gain that expertise that will just make you better at what you're doing, including sharing what you have to offer with the people that you're here to impact. And this goes also along the lines of the idea of being afraid of saying the wrong thing for fear that we might get called out or criticized or even canceled. And again, that comes from a very real place of wanting to stay safe. And the internet can really be a nasty place. And also, it can be a wonderful place of being able to reach so many people. And so it's really important that we find ways in which to protect our vulnerability and also be able to share authentically. And part of that is accepting and knowing and embracing the fact that we're not going to be perfect. But unless we try, and unless we're open to the fact that we're not going to know everything, and also recognize that part of being human is that we grow, and we change, and we learn, and taking responsibility for that, then we're never going to be able to get anywhere. Then there's the issue with fearing being criticized for not being perfect at writing. And this is a really big one that impacts a lot of people. Because even with the tools that we have to help with grammar and spelling, many people struggle with this. So depending what age you are, it also could be very likely that even if you have dyslexia or have learning difficulties and comprehension difficulties, your teachers and people that you worked with did not know that that was even happening. And instead, you received the message your entire life that there was something wrong with you because you weren't spelling things correctly. And in fact, might have numerous examples of coming up with really amazing ideas and things that you're sharing through your assignments, only to receive really low marks and comments about your issues with spelling and grammar. 
and nothing about the content that you're actually exploring. And this can have a really negative effect in terms of our sense of self-worth and our confidence when it comes to sharing our ideas and our authentic self. The idea of sharing something that might include a misspelled word or something that's grammatically incorrect and having someone call you out for that, which is strangely something that people love to do online. And I don't understand it because it just strikes me as so cruel. It can be really vulnerable and scary thinking that if you do write something that you're sharing, that people are going to criticize you personally, they're going to look down on you and believe that you're not being professional because you have a typo in your Instagram post. And the thing is, even if you are a whiz at writing and really good at that stuff, you can still make mistakes. And in Every circumstance when there is something like that that happens, I think it's really a disservice when there's such a major focus on those particulars instead of the heart and the message of the information that's being shared. So I just really want to encourage you if you're feeling insecure about your writing or you know, you struggle with that, to know that there is still a place for you to share your work and that you still should put it out into the world. And a few just ideas about how to approach that would be first to look at, you know, if writing is something that you really struggle with, what other ways of sharing your work might be better suited for you? Audio formats like podcasts or video formats like TikTok, I mean, even on Instagram for Reels or YouTube, those can be great alternatives for people that really do not enjoy writing or struggle with it. And then it's always also a good idea, even if you are someone that like I said, writing feels pretty natural and good to you to give yourself either some time between writing something and coming back to it because then your eyes don't just gloss over the same details and miss the mistakes. Or if it's something that that's really hard for you to pick out, to ask someone to just look it over for you. And I really would like to normalize that and normalize the idea that we're not computers and we do make mistakes. And for some people, being able to express themselves through the written word is really difficult. And that doesn't make your work any less valuable or important to share with the world. And when I'm talking about proofing, I'm really saying this not to insist that whatever you put out needs to be perfect. And if it isn't, there is something wrong. And through the function of proofreading, then you will magically find all the mistakes and everything will be perfect because that is not true as well. 
And also having that as part of your process or your support, if you're having someone help you with it, can catch really important information that might just add to confusion, especially when we're talking about proofreading things like dates. And so I'd just like to close out by ending this with a really strong permission slip and encouragement to, even if it feels scary to not have something be perfect, to put it out into the world anyway. Because it's so much more important that people can learn about the work that you're sharing with the world and benefit from it than for you to be perfect. Because the thing is, you'll never be perfect. None of us will be. And that's great. That's what makes us humans. And also, with being vulnerable and sharing in ways that might be a little bit more messy that also gives other people permission to do that as well. And if anything, it might actually endure you to more people because they can see that you too are a human and you're not just a glossy, perfect robot that is writing perfect copy at all times, taking perfect pictures. And that gives all of us permission to be more of us because All of us have such beautiful, authentic spirit and magic to share with one another. And the more that we can encourage one another to do that, the better. And if you are struggling with sharing your work with the world, I really would love to invite you to check out Share Your Magic. That is my four-week crash course in creating a sustainable marketing plan that works for you. And we are going to be starting the next session of Share Your Magic, November 21st. And for the last time, it's going to be offered at the introductory rate of 50% off. So if you love deals and you would love some support in getting your work out into the world, check out Share Your Magic, which will be linked in the show notes below. And if you're listening to this episode after our start date, you can still sign up through the second session on November 28th. And if you would like to join Share Your Magic in the future, please sign up for the Grounding Visions newsletter, where you will be the first to know about the next time the course is offered, as well as other rad classes and offerings to support you in sharing your work with the world. All right, everyone. Have a great one. Talk to you later.